Welcome to the South Road, boys. Woo! We're back. We are back. It's funny how a week goes so quickly. It flies, and especially when you've been like you with the Ebola virus. Oh, dude, I was so sick. Man flu so, is just a, it's the worst. So tell me about it. What happened? What's going on? Uh, about the flu? Yeah. Is it man flu? Well, there were five weeks of constant coughing, uh, which could have easily been the T-virus. Um, <laughs> aka Resident Evil, um, yes. And then suddenly we started clogging up, and then it just became the full-on. I think it was a serious case of man flu, and just it was touch and go. It really was there for a while. And that's the thing, right? We get labelled with this man flu thing, and it kind of annoys me a little bit because women are allowed to have like their their your own their own unique oh I've gone through childbirth <laughs> as their own as their own pain mm-hmm. but we're not allowed to have a flu without it being labelled as something silly and oh it's man flu. Jeez, I don't and, I don't know if I'm game that dismissed. you compare the man flu to childbirth. I, I don't know if this is dangerous <laughs> ground we're stepping into here. Come for a oh, walk on the wild side, buddy. Come wow. on, come for a walk. I know but <laughs> This is like you, you step over that fence and you think the grass is greener and then you find out the grass is actually razor blades and you've lost your feet. And, oh, and it's on fire. Oh, dude, there's so much blood. <laughs> it burns, it burns. This conversation will be fine to have as long as Jazz never, ever listens to it. <laughs> or, or Amy. Oh, you, you'd be Seriously? there too? Okay. Oh, I would, I would get beaten like a red-headed stepchild. <laughs> And I have been a red-headed stepchild, so I know what that beating's like. <laughs> uh, but to to go back a step, um, I do agree, though, because we get this uh, man flu, and you can't see my little averted fingers. Yeah, but um, I did, and that's what it is. It's that yeah. condescending head to the side, oh, you got man flu. I know. And um, and I was sick, man. I, I spent three days either on the couch or in bed. And I was so bored, but without Netflix, I probably would have ended it all. You did have Xbox, though. I did. I killed a lot of Nazis. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Which is always a joy. Uh, and it's amazing. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've done much of the Call of Duty sort of stuff. I was playing Call of Duty World War Two. I've never been a COD fan at all, but I thought, oh, the trailer looked really cool. Give it a run. Uh, yep. But when you play these games, you can, of course, hear other players in the the multiplayer regions, running around and hearing what they say. Yeah. And, and most of them sound like they're about 10. <laughs> and they're, and they're far I better than you. They're far better than you, which yes. shits me to tears. So I spend yeah. the entire time, because I'm not great at the game, just going, yep. fuck you, fuck you, you little runt. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you hear him suddenly you kill him again. You'll be like, you hear this little kid go, yeah, got him. I'm like, oh, fuck you too. <laughs> You're being beaten up by an eight-year-old in Delaware. Oh, dude. And the thing is, I don't even have the headset on. They can't even hear me, but I can't help it. Oh, oh you don't have you don't have a microphone? I, I have got it there. I just wasn't using it. Oh, right. It just makes me want to go and find out where they live and beat their asses. 
It's like Jay and Silent Bob um, when they go and try and find all those people who are writing comments on them on a, uh, on the website. But it, but <laughs> it, ma- each but it makes sense why up. they're so good, though. I mean, we have spend a little bit of time of a night time after work. These guys are probably on school holidays. They're spending hours and hours and hours of this game. Of course they're better. And do you know what? I, I get that they are better, but I would challenge any of them to take on a 15-year-old, you or me, at a stand-up pinball machine. Oh, we'd they can go, wipe they can go their fuck asses. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> we would wipe the floor with their asses without any doubt in the world. The other thing that annoys me a little bit at the moment, and I may have mentioned it on Little Facey the other day, is that games are set up now that the more money you've got, the better you are instantly, which really annoys me. So you can oh. buy all these upgrades and buy all this stuff, which automatically makes you uh, more accurate, it automatically yes. makes you more impervious to damage um, and all these things. And it's just crap. It should be a case of, as you play the game, you get better, which means you're better yep. than the others who aren't. And it becomes this competitive Like nature. real life. Like real life. Um, instead, you you basically say, okay, well, I go and spend, I drop my 100 bucks on this game. It's awesome. But if I go and drop another 50 to 200 bucks, I can get all these upgrades and weapons and I can be killing everyone left, right and centre straight away from day dot. It's crap. Well, it is if you believe that playing games should be an even playing field <laughs> and not people like EB Games trying to make a fortune. I know, but that should be an even playing field. Because you know why? Because that's how it used to be. Well, exactly. That's it. It doesn't matter. Well, not really, because you could pass any games as long as you had enough money to put more 20 cent pieces in. Each yeah, but, time. yeah, but that's also investing in time, not just investing money to be better. Oh, true. No, that's true. So because that's we different. have spent a truckload of 20s at the local arcades. I tell you what, <laughs> if we got all of those 20s and just invested that in Bitcoin... <laughs> <laughs> we'd be bit alienated. Oh, we'd be set. Well, oh. at the moment, because they are saying that you know Bitcoin's not long for this world as all the other currencies are. Oh, it's hit a record it... high now, though, but who really cares unless you've got any? Well, exactly, and the thing is, it oh, maybe it's because I'm old. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just that there's nothing backing it, and so I, I don't understand how it can continue to have this exponential growth without at some point in time people going, oh, we've got nothing. I think I think the thing being is that if there was uh, an EMP apocalyptic event, mm-hmm. the people who have got gold would still have something to trade. Whereas, well, gold, food, water, all that kind of stuff. Whereas the people who've got Bitcoin would have. Bit, <laughs> They've bit run nothing. for the hills. They're hiding in a shed, going, "What have I done? What have I done?" <laughs> I was a billionaire in Bitcoin until someone turned the power off. I must admit, I haven't even researched it. I don't really understand it, but I can't understand how it can keep rising in value because surely it only rises in value if it's worth that, which means that people must want to buy them. So who the hell would want to buy something for nine grand? Well, yeah, but the thing is with Bitcoin, though, it's it's not an infinite resource. So there's only a finite amount of Bitcoin. Hence the reason why, yeah, right yeah, so it's like we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago where there was a, a Da Vinci painting that sold for 450 million US. Now, 
he didn't paint that many paintings, so therefore they are rare. The painting is over 500 years old, so they are rarer, and so the value goes up. Mm. It's like people who collect things. So, you know, there's the people who collect Kiss dolls. So if you were smart mm, enough to invest... Point. If you were smart enough in 1973, 5 or whatever, 7, when Kiss came out to buy an original set of Kiss dolls and managed to <laughs> fight every part of your being to take it out of the packaging, <laughs> you would find that those Kiss dolls would now be worth thousands. Yes. Now, my dirty little secret that I don't even know whether or not I've shared with you. Okay. This is a weird, wait, just let me just take a deep breath here. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, the SRB audience probably don't know. The, well, I know they don't. And I don't even think you know this. So this is... It's going to be slightly of, curious. This is a bit of a confessional time, unfortunately, and I, I hadn't meant to do it. Oh, we know we um, had a theme music or something to kick in with. <laughs> So, what? There was... Okay. So, I knew that Kiss Dolls... It's, it's embarrassing, so fuck off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I love it. So, I knew that Kiss Dolls were, like, super valuable, and they're only going to get better. So, back in... Let's pause you there. How did you know that? I, 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 I read it. It was on Bing, you know. Like I, was, I'd was Bing around in the seventies? <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, not in the seventies. I'm talking. I got to find. I, I've got to. I'll get you a date on something. So I thought you were talking you about when you were a child. You actually got a kiss doll, and you knew it would be worth. Oh, something. I wish. I wish right. my parents had given me a kiss doll when I was a child, but I would have unfortunately not been the cool kid who left it in the packaging. I would have just taken out of the packaging and it'd be worth half as much, yeah, if any. On the same. Right I mean, the whole idea of buying those things when you were a kid is to play with them. Exactly. So back in 1994, which was... Yeah, back in 94, two years before I got married... There Four was years a... after Collingwood won the premiership. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tony Shaw. <laughs> Who the fuck is? <laughs> um, so there was a group that emerged that took the world by storm. Now I I speculated that they were going to be I'm going massive. to say uh, Nirvana. It's a great guess. Not as close as you think. Okay. And this group took the world by storm, and I'm thinking, right, I know how valuable the Kiss dolls were. This particular group is going to produce their own dolls. I'm going to get a Series 1 on-tour collector's edition. Oh, my God, edition. you're talking Spice Girls, aren't you? <laughs> Tell me what you, you are, want. You are, right? Yes! <laughs> oh, you're a big girl. Are you serious, Spice I Girls? Am. So, in my cupboard, at home, like here, I could... I, oh, actually, it's in, it's in a box in the, in the cupboard... Um, in box, wrapped in plastic, is Series 1, limited edition, Spice Girls dolls. Oh, my God. The on-tour edition, for those playing at home. Um, Joseph that I bought Mather. At, 
toy Toys R Us. I I bought two sets. <laughs> One I gave to my sister Stephanie because she wanted them. Um, and the other I kept as a speculative one day these are going to be worth something. Oh, dude, now I'm I paid, speechless. I've just got nothing. I, I paid, I think, $19.50 per doll. <laughs> <laughs> so that's almost 100 bucks. Oh, How wow. How much do you reckon? I, don't, I haven't looked recently. How much do you reckon those dolls are worth now? Now, <sighs> granted... This there was nothing back in nineteen ninety four, ninety five, and ninety six that was bigger than the Spice Girls. Uh, well, you don't I'm have gonna, to agree I'm with. Assume, I'm going to assume that they would definitely be worth more than what you purchased them for. So, uh, but the Spice Girls have also lost their their wow factor. Like they were huge, but now it's really lost in the mist, like gorillas. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm going to throw it in there and say they're maybe worth forty bucks each. My, there you go. What I paid a hundred bucks for is now worth two hundred and fifty. I wasn't far off. Yeah, I know oh, my Spice Girls dolls. <laughs> but but hang on, this also includes two posh dices. Okay. So, um... Also, um, and just going on your history, mate. Does that include postage or? <laughs> <laughs> Referring oh, hang back on. to last week's uh, entry in the South. Oh, Rangers. hang on. Actually, no. Uh, $83. <laughs> that changed very rapidly. Oh, they're all... Let's put it this way. I'm not retiring anytime soon, and my children will not be the people who will uh, who will be going to a, a very fancy university for that. Wow. That was, it was... Look, I honestly thought if, if the Spice Girls had continued their trajectory, we would have found that they... They would be worth something. Look, I get where you're coming from because they were huge. Yep. They were girl and power. They came from nowhere. They were the Beatles of our era, basically, for a time. Yeah. And I noticed that when when the, when the there was a thought in the mid to late 2000s that they were going to do another tour, the value in those dolls actually did jump up when there was a bit more whatever around them. So I reckon now if they did another tour that would go up again, or if they start dying. <laughs> That's a very good point. I must say, I had, um, and I still do, have a little bit of a hard-on for Posh Spice. I tell you what. Do the, you the, now? The Beckham, Beckham has always done it for me. Really? But she, she wasn't a Beckham then, of course. I don't even know what her name was. I mean, I know she was Victoria, but I don't know what her actual surname was. Posh. But, um... Spice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no, she just had that, she just said that you can do anything to me. Kind of look going on. And, geez, oh no! Just, see, I was just did I it. was always a I was always a scary. Were you really? Yeah. Well, how's Maybe because I don't know. There was just one film clip where she just bounced a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know. Anyway, so that was my my uh, dirty little secret. Oh, wow! I, I own a set of Spice Girls dolls. It's interesting that you talk about it. So you were saying 94, and I'm just doing a little bit of a search here on Bing. I don't think the... 94 is when I bought the dolls, though. No, no, no. I think that's that actually I not even bought... where I'm going with this. Um, oh, okay. Why don't, if I can find... I'm just gonna... Come on, Bing. Give me what I want. <laughs> Tell me what I want, what I really, really want, Bing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to... Chicka, 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 chicka. Just you want to be my lover. Oh, I love it how 4G and NBN is so fast. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
Right, so I guess I was just going to say, you said 94, but uh, just prior to that, there was another yep. little phenomenon that actually kicked in. Uh, the X-Files started in 93. And the oh. reason why I'm bringing this up, the reason why I'm bringing this up, not only because you know that I am a full-on Scully Mad Hatter fanboy. Yeah, you really... Oh, you you get a weird Woody for Scully. Oh, seriously, not even just Scully. Anything she does, Gillian Anderson yep. just rocks all of my boats. Um, if I was but a did... Titanic, she is the iceberg that sank me. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be Leo at the front though? Near far, wherever you are. <laughs> so I'm just meeting Gillian, and you're at the front. That just sounds a little bit weird for me. <laughs> but what I'm getting to is. The new season of X-Files starts on the 3rd of January. New season. Now, that, now, this is a continuation of the recent reboot. Well, it wasn't a reboot. It was just a new season. Sorry, a new season, yeah. what, 15 years on? Yeah, basically. So it was season 10, but it was only six episodes. So it didn't it really give them a chance to meet it out very well. So now we've got a 10-episode arc in this one, and it's going mm. to be freaking fantastic. It is good. Um, it, it really, I, I do enjoy it. And I do enjoy that they've still made Mulder funny. Yes, they've still got the funny episodes as well. Like in the last season, yep. um, one of the episodes, the third episode, is just ridiculous. It's so stupid to the point where Jazz and I watched it the other night because I want to watch the new ones before the new new ones come out again. And I hadn't watched them since they initially aired. And even Jack, oh, so you're watching, the, you're watching the six before you watch the new ten? Yes. So yep. sounds like we're talking about seven of nine or something like that. <laughs> but um, oh, hang on, spoilers for anyone. <laughs> spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the new X Files, and probably spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the old X Files. <laughs> yeah, spoilers from you guys if you haven't watched it in the nineties. The Catch truth up. is out there. So I said to Jazz for this episode. I said this is one of the comedy episodes. It's like, yep. What? I said comedy episode. She said they do comedy episodes. I said, yeah, there heaps of them. But she didn't watch it past the first or second season. Oh, Even though she, too, she enjoyed it. No, she enjoyed it. She just, she was never a big TV watcher when she was a kid. Um, yep. So, or when she was younger. So it never really oh, that's continued. Because right. she had she had a parent who cared. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God love her. Not, um, not, just sit there and watch that. Yeah, but... Um, so the comedy episodes didn't really come until later on when they started to really branch the series out and make it a bit more mainstream. Yeah. Um, so when we watched this episode, she was actually pleasantly surprised because she'd never seen the characters actually play it up a little bit. It's kind of fun. It's good. But new yeah, season, yeah. season 11. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Looking bitches. forward to it. Hells yeah. So why, why you, explain why you're a Jillian fan. Why am I a Jillian fan? Because uh, since I have known you, you have been a Gillian fan. I remember, I remember being in your house. Your sorry, your parents' house. I call it your house because you <laughs> lived there longer than they did because they left home because you wouldn't. So that, that, I yeah, I was the first child that made their parents leave home. It's fantastic. Exactly. Um, so I remember that, and you had the Gillian photo where she's looking over her shoulders. I think she's wearing a white something. And she's got wet hair, is that I've right? I've actually got that picture on the wall right there that you can see me pointing at. <laughs> of um, course. She, she is. She's got like a little bit of a light purple kind of almost doily top. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's um, a nana. But she's got Hello, wet hair. Troy. 
And it's yeah. actually a photo. It's not a poster. And I brought it in Melbourne. And I remember I bought it because I'd never seen that picture of her before anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it cost me about a hundred bucks. So it was pretty expensive. But I've still got Minotaur? it framed to this day. No, it wasn't. It was some other little store up Elizabeth Street somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Oh, but, there you um, go. Uh, but I actually don't really know what attracted me to her. Other than the fact I know she started my obsession with female redheads. But she's not actually an actual redhead. No. So no, it's not, not as auburn as she's portrayed. I think maybe for me it was probably more the fact that suddenly there was this kind of really cool kind of girl power sort of nerdy science chick on TV suddenly where guys would go, wow, I relate to that because she's not just a, a bit of a bimbo on Baywatch. This chick's yep. actually cool. She does shit. She knows stuff. And she's a bit hot. <laughs> and she's a... Well, apart from the red hair, yeah, she was. <laughs> but it's funny. And, and the thing is, you know, she still is. She looks better now than she ever has. The woman is amazing. And I quite... I really enjoyed her in The Fall. Oh, The Fall was an incredible. That, that was the first one where she actually played a really, really strong character. And it was amazing because it was only a few months before I watched that that I realised that she was English. Because mm, she... I'd always... I'd always assumed that she was an American. Yeah, she's gone back but... and forth. Basically, um, actually, when she was a child, she, I think, I think, was born in England, moved to America, then went back to England for a while, and now she kind of swaps and changes all the time. Yep. But um, the fall was amazing. One of the cool things I loved about the fall was they did a complete role reversal, where she walked up to a uh, one of the spoilers. Yeah, one of the yeah, one of the uh, I don't know detective sergeants, police, whoever they are. I don't know the roles of police in England, <laughs> yeah. but a guy looking a, after a, a crime, Bobby. Yeah, dude looking after a crime scene. Obviously, a fairly decent, masculine, good-looking kind of a lad. Yes. She just stops the car, walks up to the tape, and basically says, "I'm staying in hotel room, whatever," and then leaves. You, me, car park now. She pay, she played the slut card. But normally this is guys that do that. And but guys, Hang on. Because she's a woman, she played the slut card. Yeah, what if she was a guy? What what card would she oh, be it's playing? It's the same card. No, it's the player card. Well, yeah, I suppose you want to hear. But, here's the, but that's a good thing, though, because normally it's guys that do that, and it's really cool. Yep. But she made it cool for a woman to do it because there was no backing down. She just went in like a tiger and grabbed what she wanted and left the scene. And it was actually And there's no reason why... Yeah, and I I thought it was really good. I liked the the arc of the the villain, like the whole story of it as well. You knew it was who really the bad well guys right from the first episode, which is brilliant. I yeah. love that. It's just about how do you catch him? Yeah, no, it's, it's um, it's a really really good show. It was three seasons of brilliance. It wasn't one episode, and I must admit, um, the final episode that there's a moment towards the end of that where I nearly fell off my seat. And I yes. won't say anything about it. You'll know what I'm talking about because it just shocks you out of nowhere. Um, and it was just awesome. Yeah. Love yep. It. Yeah, so and X, so X-Files, come back. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. So did you have, so that was your early 90s obsession with the redhead. Yeah. Did you then carry that on to Jerry from the Spice Girls? No. Ginger Spice? No, I never went the Ginger Spice. <laughs> no. She didn't 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 rock your world. No. Funnily enough, though, um, is ginger a spice? Yeah, ginger spice. Yeah, is that the only actual spice in the Spice Girls? Though I'm trying to think now. Posh, well, there's posh, scary, sporty, sporty, baby, scary. No, it's, yeah, it's, she's the only real spice. But ginger's not a spice. 
Well, that's what the I said. Flavor. Isn't it spice? Oh, there you go. Well, well she's faking it as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because the rest of the band was real. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, a lot of girls' eyes they were. Oh, and that start. And remember the craze that that started in Australia, where we had things like girlfriend. Oh, didn't. But we then. Know. Bardo. Bardo was amazing on pop. That came from pop stars. Exactly. That was before re- Australian Idol and The Voice and God knows what else. But I remember in 94 taking my sister, who's eight years younger than me, to see, I think it was Girlfriend, or they'd lost a member, so they were GF4, at a concert in Bernie. Really? And I, oh yeah, well, I was, I must have been. At the Bernie Arts and Function Centre, possibly? Correct. Nice. And and that's and that's where I mean I was I would have been at least eighteen because I was driving. I became the coolest brother in the world for at least two hours. Cool. And they also they would have been a bit cute to watch, though, wouldn't they? Surely. Oh yeah. Look, I was a hormone raging teenager. Exactly. I mean, when you're eighteen, was, I mean, you can, look at, girls a, everywhere. You can look at a stick and get horny. I mean, it doesn't take a lot, does it? <laughs> a stiff breeze and I'm over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> a, a bit quite, of a, a bit of a gentle whiff on your nipple, and that's it. Ready to go, baby. <laughs> Pretty much. And you know what? Not much has changed. A stiff breeze, and I'm like, oh, hello, oh, a southerly. <laughs> uh, thank God you live in humid conditions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Still love a good southerly, though. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so I had something else that um that I wanted to bring up as well, which I, I found very interesting. I watched yep. yesterday. Um, and there won't really be any spoilers in this. Uh, Atomic Blonde. I've seen it as exactly. well. Yeah, absolutely. You, I so remember spoilers, you telling me a while. We back. could talk about it. So everyone go get fucked if you yeah. haven't watched it. You, you said to me a little while back, it's not as good as what you probably want. Wish it is. Um, yes. Don't probably watch it at the cinema, but check it out at home. You'll still enjoy it. It's just not going to bring you up to where you want to be. Yep, I didn't think it. My socks remained on. At all times. Yeah, and, and I, I thought, kind of agree with that too. Uh, luckily, her socks didn't always remain on. She took lots of things off. She did. Yeah, she's With nice. different people. <laughs> she's very nice. Oh, she's one hell of a woman. Because the good thing is um, she's tall, she's fit. Yes. She's not a yep. youngster either. She'd have to be 40 now, I reckon. I reckon, yeah. And she kicks ass. Oh, she's very well done. Like the, who, If she did her own stunts or if she had a stunt double... That person's earned their money, like because mm. there were some really good stunts there, especially the fighting scene. She had something over her head, like a balaclava, or I can't remember what it was, and that was the big fight scene. So I don't think that was her. Yeah, I reckon there was um, a couple of times when they found a way to get around it, but I watched really carefully to see where her face came into it, and I yep. reckon there was a lot that she actually did herself. But obviously, they wanted yeah, yeah, a stunt yeah. person in to do where possible because you don't want obviously. Kill your main actor. <laughs> yeah, but props to the stunt people as well for crying oh, out loud. Man. They they do it all and <laughs> get nothing except yeah. a paycheck. And a lot of those were, um, if you actually watch it, they were one take stunts as well, like the whole fight scene. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. But what I'm getting to is, it's not actually to do with the movie. It's nothing to do with how incredibly sexy. I can never pronounce her name. Do you know how to <laughs> pronounce her name properly? No. Um, Cherise Theron or whatever. Cherise. Cherise Theron? Theron. I know Theron's right. Yeah. Or we, we'll can, just call or we can just call her the, um, the really, Sharon. really hot blonde chick out of Alien. <laughs> well, if she was in Australia, we'd just call her Shazza. Good. Yeah, we'll call her Shazza. So the movie Shazza was in, 
Um, yep. It's set back in, I think, 89, uh, which is when the Berlin Wall comes down. Yes. Now, this is what the point I'm getting to now. Um, it's funny how you remember things. My picture of the Berlin Wall was this humongous thing that separated the city. Yes. And now I've watched that movie and seen actual vision of it. It's actually yes. not that tall. It was tall enough. It was tall enough that if you stood there, you can't see over it. But it was probably only, I mean, I Single don't know, story maybe, house, maybe double... 20, foot, 20 foot high. Sorry, I don't deal in feet because we're metric well, Australians. That'd be, well, that'd but... be about six metres. Maybe not even that. Yeah, I reckon it Let was... Let me ding t- it while we're talking. Yeah, I reckon it was probably the height of a single-storey house. Yeah, I just... For some reason, I always had this image in my brain that it was this humongous tall thing that, you know, you couldn't get a ladder up to and get... Like, just... I don't know. Oh, like, like the Great Wall of China, which in parts is really, really tall. Yeah. Whereas this one, I, I, yeah, you could always lob a tennis ball over it. Yeah. But then you've got to remember you had that, that stretch of no man's land and then another wall. Yes, that's and, right. And I think the great deterrent was all the razor wire um, landmines. Here we go. Um, just to say, Berlin Wall, 3.6 metres. That's all. There you go, 3.6. I, I just, visually in my mind, I imagine it, you know, three times that height. I imagine it this fierce wall. But it actually really wasn't. Um, It was just interesting. It's funny how you perceive things in your mind. And um, and it just, I don't know, I suppose morphs and changes as you get older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was interesting because um, I was reading an article just recently where people are still buying pieces of the boiling wall. And it's just people selling rubble (laughs) with graffiti on it. Like, yep but they believe that they've got a genuine article and they're trying to sell it on eBay or whatever, but there's no certificate of authenticity <laughs> for, for rubble. It's just, it was one of those things that wasn't controlled in the, in being demolished. It was just knocked down. So there are bits that are valuable, um, no question about it, but those have got certain specific bits of graffiti on it. I know there's a couple of museums that have got maybe a two metre by the full height or half height of the actual wall, but you can see that graffiti and, and that's in historical photos. Mm-hmm. So people know that that's, that's legit, that's part of the wall. But then there's other people who are just selling, you know, things the size of, uh, I don't know, a small apple or something yeah. like that and saying that's the Berlin Wall and no, it's just not. You've been scammed. And by the way, do you want to buy the Sydney Harbour Bridge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just, so, yeah it's, it, it just really blew my mind. I find it amazing how you interpret things in your mind and later on find out it's actually not what you thought. It's a little bit like I always thought when I was younger that the Statue of Liberty was this yes. huge, monstrous thing. It's actually not that big. Oh, she's reasonably tall. I, I mean, she, it's, she's not quite as tall as um, Shazza. <laughs> no, Shazza Thurin. Um, but once again, though, I thought this was like um, Empire State Building kind of tall. Oh, like oh, something wow. phenomenal. Um, until, obviously, at some stage in my youth, I actually saw it as a comparative picture to something and went, ah, oh, she's actually a bit short, isn't she? <laughs> so is that why when all the women that you've slept with seem to be slightly disappointed because you've highly over-exaggerated the size of your cock. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Yeah, no, I'll pay that. Pay that. Because that's what it's sounding like. What the actual size is and what you believe it to be seems to be dramatically different. That's why it's always better to sleep with women after they've had women after they've had a couple of drinks. Yes. Because if they say Oh, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You can say, oh, you'd had a couple, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, you'd had a couple. But it's also good to try and have relations with people from the United States because you can measure in metric centimetres. They're measuring in inches. Oh. You just choose to leave off the, you know, inches. The system. So yeah. hmm. a good 10 centimetres is probably <laughs> probably only about three inches. But, but if you mumble it quick enough... Oh, that's actually a really good point. That's so, a... top top beeps for those travelling abroad. If you're going to the United States, mumble centimetres and use metric, and they'll still think you're talking in inches. That's Sorry I... for... You gingers, you're actually pretty clever. Shifty is what we're known Shifty. as. Because our eyes are too close yeah. together, and we've got too much rage. So, I think um, I think I was also thinking while actually watching um, Atomic Blonde, that uh, Donald Trump could learn something from that movie. Because walls yeah. just don't work. <laughs> they, they just don't. They just don't. They just... They just uh, did you see... Um, who was it? Some company, and I can't... Oh, I wish I could remember. If I had Bing up, I'd be able to look it up. I did went see and, this, yes. Um, went and bought a patch of land on the, the border yep. so that they can't build a wall there. Yeah, it's actually the guys who created Cards Against Humanity. That's right, it is too. Mm-hmm. Bang. Which is a classic game. But I'm not sure because I don't know where the laws are in the United States, but I do know in Australia that if the government want to build something, they just give you notice that they're buying your house and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I don't know how that'll work. If it's if it's in America, fuck yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, they've got guns. But couldn't like, they also just say, okay, look, we're going to build this big long wall. You guys we'll just go around it. We're going to take it back six feet. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck exactly. you, cards against humanity. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's. I think it's very much a political statement, and it's not meant to impede. But in Australia, like, if they want to build a freeway, they just give the residents twelve months' notice and say, "We're building a freeway yep. here. Thanks very much. Here is the market. Here's the market value for your house. See you later." Hmm. And people get upset, but unfortunately, it's probably only twenty or thirty families. And unless, of course, your house is of historical significance, you're stuffed. Hmm. But I'm not sure what it's like in, in the United States. Um, once again, they do have guns. So <laughs> it's probably a different conversation. I did see something <laughs> online last week where they were showing, um, I don't know what the title was, but it was about properties that they wish they'd sold it sooner. So and oh, it, and okay. it show a photo of, say, this, this tiny little house that's maybe... Yep you know, two stories high in between these two skyscrapers. So it's this little, like this little mouse between two rodents. Yeah, and yeah, And they were yeah, offered yeah. something like $1.5 to sell at the time. And they said, yes. no, fuck you, you're not taking my house. Yep. And now it's worth like $250,000. <laughs> well, because because they don't need the land anymore. Exactly. Uh, and there are all these incidences, um, such as there was, I think it was China or... A country such as China, very similar. Is this is this the one with the house in the middle of the road? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand saying "fuck you" to the man, but there's got to be a point where reality's got to come and slap you on the face and say, "Oh, come on, dude." 
I and I don't know how real that one is, but I do know it's still funny. Yeah, like <laughs> the best time to sell is when they're about to build, because once they're finished building, then they don't need your land anymore. Nope. Oh, it's funny. I love it. Yeah. So uh... now you had an interesting conversation with my son um, before we got on. I did. Um, <laughs> about his new joke. Uh, and I have a... to say to the South Road Army, or the South Road Boys Army, because him and I were lying in bed the other night, and um, he is five, so he finds farts hysterically funny. Like, it's just the funniest thing. And one of the... Actually, yeah. So Matt, his joke and I'm is... I'm 44, I still find farts funny. <laughs> 44, and, and you know what? You're 44, my five-year-old told you a joke, and you still had a genuine giggle at it. Was, yeah, it was funny. So, so the joke is, what, what are farts really? And the answer is, your bum trying to whistle. <laughs> Which is just cute, isn't it? I don't, mean, I don't mean the bum whistling is cute, but the fact that he yeah. told him that was funny is cute. Well, because it came, it came about where we were... Because one of the things that I've tried to do is teach my kids just stupid things. Because... Other people are going to tell them things that are going to help them get on in life. My job is to teach them stupid things. And one of those things is to whistle. Because we don't whistle much anymore. It's a lost art form. It's a lost art form, I agree. Um, And look, if you're a farmer, you know how to whistle. But generally, that's because it's a functional reason. You've got dogs and you've got to do cattle runs and that's how you signal it. But most people go... And then whatever. So it's been a really good teaching tool for the kids because... Neither of them could whistle without spraying you, and then and when you learn how to whistle, it was um, a good reminder that I say to both the kids who can't do something, it's just like whistling. You've just got to practice and practice and practice and oh, practice. Yeah, nice. So that's what we did for riding a bike, and that's what we did with learning how to read, and that's what we do with all that kind of stuff, because it's something they can do. They can go and remember to to whistle. So we're lying in bed, and... <laughs> He inadvertently came up with a joke because we were whistling together, mm-hmm. as you do. It sounds like Deliverance Country. My boy and I, we <laughs> were, we were, we were known whistling together. Uh... And um, and he goes, and he just does this biggest fart. He just goes, <laughs> and as always, laughs because farts are funny. And he goes, just, uh... he goes, my butt whistled. <laughs> So, and so that's where the joke came from. So he actually made the joke up himself. He didn't actually hear it from someone. No, he made that up. Like that's that's, oh, that's him making cooler. it up. I didn't know that. <laughs> he goes, it's, it sounds like my butt whistling. I oh, know that's even funnier. That's awesome. So I I helped him then formulate that yeah. to be the joke that you that's heard. Cool. But the original gag was that's my butt whistle. Nice. <laughs> I like that. But and people go, well, why do you teach your kids to whistle? And I'm well, I thought. Because I'm not musical, and that's probably the only musical thing that I could ever teach them. Um, and then I kind of realised, how many musical groups whistle? So that's my challenge to you: to name some songs in, to name some songs where whistling featured. Oh well, jeez, oh, always look on the bright side of life is the most obvious one, Monty Python. Yes, yes. Absolutely. That's an easy one. So I've consulted um, Rolling Stone. I really can't even think of any more. 
1989. Guns N' Roses. Patience. Oh, yeah, that's actually a terrible miss, that is. Yeah, well, and as I don't know, I didn't know we were going to talk about Atomic, but obviously we talked about the Berlin Wall. Ah, oh, yes. There was Scorpion. Yeah, Scorpion. Winds that was a huge change. hit. Yep, 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 yep. That's still a good song, too. You know, she heard a, their new album, or when I say new, it was about 18 months ago, two years ago. I listened to it. It was actually a pretty kick-ass yep. album. I didn't realise they were actually really a good, heavy, old-school metal band. No, they were, yeah, big time. Big yeah, I always time. thought they were just a little bit of a kind of a one-hit wonder, you know, soft rock sort of gig. But no, they're actually pretty cool. <laughs> that song sold 14 million copies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, oh, here's one that you should know, because everyone knows this freaking song. 1988. <whistles> Don't worry, be happy. Hey, Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> of course. Oh, they're so obvious once you name them, but I would never have thought of it. I don't know this next one. I can't tell you it. Um, Edward Sharp and Magnetic Zones Home from 2010. No idea. No, me neither. Uh, I can't name this tune. I can't whistle it to you. Uh, Black Keys, Tighten Up from 2010. Okay, I do know the Black Keys, but I don't know the song. Tighten Up. Do yourself mm. a favour. Um, I tell you, this must be exciting listening for all those <laughs> South Road Boys fans out there. It's, it's hard for me to do this because I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. What's the song? <laughs> no, I'm just not going to uh, give it. Otis Redding, 1968, Dock of the Bay. I said whistling in that. The bit that I just did badly. Yeah, I know, but is, I can't remember they've been whistling in the actual song. Yes. Uh, I don't know the next one. Song, Peter, Peter Bjorn and John, Young Folks from 2006. Don't Peter Bjorn, one. he's in the guy from ABBA, is he? Mm, could be. There's a Bjorn okay. in that because they named the, um, the, the cover band Bjorn again. They did. Yeah. They did, they did. That's probably his cousin. Maybe. <laughs> It's, a, it's yeah. a bit like Chuck Norris and his younger brother. Was it David or something? Dave Norris. Dave Norris. <laughs> Only Dave. Shout out to Dave or, if he's listening. Or Barry Van Dam. <laughs> Jean-Claude's Jean younger brother. Baza Van Dam. Uh, do, you know One Re- do you know One Republic? I do know One Republic. Not personally. Good, good Life from 2010. Oh. I can't whistle you that either. No. Um... I can't whistle you Roy Orbison's 1967 hit, Here Comes the Rain, Baby. <laughs> there you go. As I cannot also whistle, uh, whistle you the 1957 hit off the soundtrack of The Bridge Over the Ridge of Kwai, Colonial Boogie March. I, know, I, can't, I can't do that one either. Um, oh, this one I can do. Got absolutely no idea, man. It's Christmas. It's not quite. It's only November. No, but it's a Christmas song. Come on. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Can I just 
just say, why is it when you whistle, you look at the ceiling? Because I can't look, I can't look at you because of the way you're looking at me. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember that because oh, I, I'm wow, tone deaf. so funny to watch. Come on, I'll, I'll look at you there, then I'm going to oh, look you... Dude, you realise that look, I'm going to look you anyone, in the eye when I do this Anyone listening at the moment has already turned off. They're not even hearing this bit. Because <laughs> no, this is the on. most boring thing we've ever done. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> Why Christmas? Bing Crosby, 1942. Get fucked. Uh, you, know, okay. you know what it does give us, though? What? Another chance to say, we love Bing. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Oh, I love Bing. Bing Crosby. All right, here's this one. 1986. You get this one. <laughs> if I can get it out. It's probably something like Wham or something. Oh. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Nice. Walk like the Bengals. Hey. Another woman, slash, she would have been a girl back then, that I had a thing for yep. badly. Susanna Hoffs, lead singer of the Bengals. Oh. Holy yeah. dooly, my friend. She actually brought out a solo album that I remember buying on tape, not because I thought the music would be great. I just love seeing her on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know this well enough to, to not slaughter it. I don't so, know why you're still actually doing this thing because it's shit. <laughs> Come on, the G. Giles Band Centerfold from 1982 and then John Lennon's 1971 hit, Jealous. Oh, there you go. Oh, hang on. No, there's more. No, that's it. So that's according to Rolling Stone. I'm close to hanging myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <sighs> Whis- whistling with Joe. Speaking of whistling, though... Uh... The Walking Dead. Oh, hang on. Um. Singing in the rain. Come on. Oh, <laughs> we should have had that one. Anyway, Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Please, let's never do this segment ever again. Um, walking Dead. I tell Dead. you what, SRB, I, I need you to hear us up on South Road, uh, South Road Boys on Facebook and um, name your favourite whistling song. Oh, Wow. Yeah, because I tell you what, that's going to get some hits. <laughs> <laughs> next next week, I'll start doing humming. Oh, and wow. and no, that's not hummers. <laughs> <laughs> I tell I'm you what, gonna... let's see if you look at the ceiling doing that one, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm going to look you dead in the eyes when I do that. Yeah. Mm, it's actually strange. Yeah. I can see the reflection of the monitor in your glasses, so it's like I'm looking back at myself. Oh, it's very inception. sexy. Mm. Anyway, um, Walking Dead. Actually, no, I'm going to give you a, a, a humming song. Oh, Name one humming song. Easy. Oh. Oh, seriously, my life is ending. Um, no, come on. Easy. Easy. Easiest one. A humming song. Name me yep. a humming song. One song that features humming. Oh, it's... <laughs> um, crash Test Dummies. Oh, good one. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking of? Mm-bop. Oh yeah, there you go. I'll give you that. Hanson. But Crush Test Dummies is basically a hum song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they actually call it the humming song. It's, don't it's they? actually called mm-mm-mm, I think, and then in brackets something else. <laughs> Big uh, shout out to the Crash Test Dummies as well. I see it. And just, the and the mid nineties. Just gonna bing that quickly while I'm talking to you about the Walking Dead. So speaking uh, walking, of whistling. 
Yes. Who would have thought that this would be a segue to The Walking Dead? Because <laughs> <laughs> zombies can't... Can zombies whistle? Oh, they can't whistle, but I'll tell you what, they do a lot of groaning. A bit, a little nice. bit, a little bit like the women that I date. <laughs> <laughs> they can't whistle, but they groan. Okay, so can I just say that the song was called "Mmm Mmm Mmm"? Mm. <laughs> From it. what year? Ninety-eight, ninety-six. Well, fuck me. Would you believe it's the same year the X Files started? Ninety-three. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I should know, sorry, that was another song. The the actual album was called God Shuffled His Feet. (laughs) There you go. Right. Anyway. One with a bullet. Walking Dead. Uh, Walking Dead. Uh, The big bad on Walking Dead, his name is Negan. Yes. Um, Now, the actor who plays this role, I can't remember his actual name, but he also played uh, the father in Supernatural. Yep. Initially. Anyway, um, he's got this wonderful uh, baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. He calls Lucille. Um, yes. And he's an abs- he's a mean motherfucking son of a bitch. <laughs> he actually killed two main characters in the show by bashing their heads in with this bat. And you saw the whole thing. It was violent. It was bloody. It was. It's actually one of the first times where I've ever looked away from the screen a bit and gone, "Oh, dude, you need to keep hitting him." Is it, that a bit bit much for telly? Oh, dude, it was full on. It was yeah. it was it was just mammoth, uh, but yeah. the creepiest thing he does is his whistle. His whistle, and yeah. there'll be a situation where there'll just be a heap of people in a room, and and maybe they'll be all starting to lose their shit a little bit, and suddenly in the corridor you hear this whistling, and they'll go silent, and you just hear the whistle get a little bit closer, and he just comes around the corner, waving this bat and lays it back on his shoulder, wearing his black leather jacket, barbed wire bat, little whistle, and he just looks at everyone with a grin, and you just go. I'm not taking that bitch on. <laughs> and is it a jaunt? Is it a jaunty tune, or is it like hauntingly? No, beautiful? no, it's it's a haunty, slow sort of a thing. It just, but it's actually the whistle that does it, because a whistle should be this cheery thing, but he makes it, it into something yeah. like it's out of Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth. It's just chilling, and it's so good. But I think I think there's something that is disturbing about whistling, that. That because it is supposed to be so jaunty, and you're kind of like, oh, happy go lucky. But when you hear that, that just either it sounds like a very bad Star Trek, or um, it's just terrifyingly scary. Um, I actually thought you were going to start whistling um somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where it went for me. I don't know why. Yeah, well, there you go. But it, it, you're right because. It's just quite scary. Yeah, it is. What are you binging? Because I know I'm binging something. Um, no, I was, I was binging Whistler because for some reason, um, isn't that? No, that's in that's in uh, it's a ski resort. In, that's in in Canada. I did know that in, in Canada. Um, but I thought, and I could be completely wrong here, and because it does happen occasionally. I thought no, there is. I thought there was a character in the X Files actually called Whistler. But no, that was a, no. There was whistling in Kill Bill. That was quite scary. True. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I do think that whistles can be very, very scary. Like, 
Did Jack Nicholson whistle in The Shining? Oh, I don't think so, but if he did, it would have worked. <laughs> Can oath it would have. He did everything else. He did. Um, no, no, I'm trying to find stuff, but no, I can't. I've, I haven't got Bing up in, enough, so... I tell you yeah, what, the, the, the only whistling. person that the I reckon... The lost art. Yeah, the only person that I've... I don't know if I've ever said this to you, but I reckon would have been able to play a character that appeared as crazy as what he was in The Shining would be yep. Al Pacino. I reckon in his prime, the Scarface Ooh, version uh... of Al Pacino could have done a very good version of him in The Shining because he had that whole crazy thing going on, that unhinged kind of what the hell is going on that dude's head kind of thing, you know? Well, because he was in he was in Godfather, wasn't he? Yes, Pacino and yeah. Um, who else? I was just thinking of someone else who could be a good whistler, who was in uh, oh. Morgan Freeman no. to be able to whistle. Morgan Freeman can do anything. <laughs> yeah, but Morgan Freeman's more like your um, uh, Morgan Freeman's more Shawshank Redemption whimsical thinking sort of thoughtful whistling not necessarily chilling whistling oh no i wasn't saying he'd be chilling i'm just saying he'd be really really good <laughs> he would but yeah. i think he's just well he's an amazing actor anyway and he's he's blessed with one of those voices that is so distinct and it's just smooth oh man it's chocolate milk and ice it's, it's like James L. Jones, you know, that yeah. there's that voice that you go, I know that voice, and it is brilliant. Yeah, it does things to me. No doubt about that. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the secret place? <laughs> in the secret place. <laughs> when I turn the lights down low. <laughs> you turn on the voice of... Morgan of Freeman. Elderly African-American gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Take it's me like to Shawshank, episode, baby. <laughs> it's like that episode of Black Books um, where the the lady next door has an ex-boyfriend who gets and she gets turned on by his voice because it's very deep and sullen, but he does the weather for ship... No, he does the shipping reports. So she turns on the radio and masturbates to him episode. doing this. <laughs> so um, for those who haven't watched BBC comedy... Black Books, I think there's three seasons. Yes. About a drunk Irishman who Bernard owns Black. a book... Bernard Black, who owns a bookstore, who hates people, loves to drink, loves to smoke. Loves to curse. Um, loves to curse. Is beholden to a guy called Manny, who <laughs> is manic, suicidal, and eager to please and just needs a friend. And then there's uh, a lady who has the shop next door, and it's basically just the three of them. Yeah. The whole show is the three of them and their antics. Anyway, Fran she had is an... her name, Fran. Fran, that's yes. right, Fran. So Fran had an ex-boyfriend or a boy that she liked because of his deep voice. She didn't like the rest of him, but she she had sex with him and liked him because of his voice. And then when she found out that he was doing the radio shipping weather report on on the radio. She used to tune in and masturbate to that, and that was quite funny. <laughs> you know what? I've, nev I've Women never, I've never felt, crazy. <laughs> I've never felt that way about anyone's voice to that yeah. point. But, but admit, that's, but... I think it comes down to accents, though, because when I was, when I, I managed, um, I worked in call centres. 
we spoke, I think it was 19 different languages. And I made sure, because I was in control of the seating, that I made sure that the person who sat directly in front of me was our French speaker. Her name was Marie Pierre. Because I could listen to that French accent all day long. I could also uh-huh. listen to I could also listen to Arthur, who was our Latino. He was our Spanish speaker. Mm-hmm. He said it a lot like Antonio Banderas. I can listen to his voice all the way. But we had a girl called Kirsten, whose last name was Hackenbrock, who spoke German, and she fucking sat all the way down the other end of the room. Dirty there Nazi. Is no, <laughs> There's nothing attractive about the German accent. It doesn't matter what they say in German. It sounds angry. It just <laughs> or, does. Or, und ja, und ja, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> or, if it doesn't sound angry, it sounds condescending. Do you know what my problem is? Whenever I try and do a German accent, I always sound like I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not because... Um, remember the TV show uh, League of Gentlemen? Yes. Not the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Please no, don't get those confused. Sean Connery, no. You will be sadly mistaken. And they did a German character who was a German tour guide and was a little bit on the gay side. <laughs> and he called himself Herr Lip. <laughs> God, it was a stupid show. And he wants to, to, to be taking you... In your German mouth? I'm speaking to you in my German mouth. <laughs> I tell you what, seriously, if you're talking about German uh, porn, though, you, that's not a place you want to be because they would do the <laughs> freakiest stuff. <laughs> Once it's the hateful stuff. Oh, it just like wouldn't be good. Sucking the cock and. I don't, I'm not more worried about sucking at the cock. I'm more worried about the penetration of the hole with the spiky things and oh my god. And that's okay, because if it doesn't fit, we make a new hole. Oh, I tell you what, <laughs> this conversation has gone a long way from whistling. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but we will make you a new hole to whistle from. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a sentence you never want to hear. Uh, strangely <laughs> enough, that, that little moment there actually bookends us back to uh, butt whistling. <laughs> and, and 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 me playing Call of Duty and killing Nazis. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like a package thing. It's uh, what we do here. Anyone would think that we plan it prior, but we actually just make up shit and end up back at the same place. I came with nothing today. Absolutely nothing. The only thing I could hang my hat on was my son's whistling, <laughs> yeah. and a great joke. And it, and I honestly believe it was a great joke, like. It's not even just it's funny because he's five. I would find that legit funny now because I still find bums funny. Yeah, it's, it just is. It just is. So on that wonderful joke from my five-year-old son... We should hear it um, again, actually. Let's hear it one okay. more time. All right. How about I deliver it like you've never heard it? Oh, okay. You're going to do it in German, aren't you? Und <laughs> ja. Nice. Und ja, Troy. <laughs> yes, Joe. I have as a question for you. Oh, but please ask me, so. <laughs> wow, yours is a shit German accent. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's somewhere across the Berlin Wall. <laughs> Where, what sentence do you have to say in your mind to get a German accent? 
I don't say a sentence first. This is a long joke. <laughs> oh, well, no, CB, I do. I either have to go to John Banner, who was an Englishman playing a German in Hogan's Heroes. So not Bruce Banner, who played the Hulk. <laughs> no, no. So there was an actor called John Banner who played uh, Colonel uh, Sergeant Schultz in the TV show Hogan's Hero back in the 60s oh, or so. Wow, 70s. you are going back. Yeah, and he used to stand there, and his catchphrase was, I know nothing, I see nothing, because there's nothing funnier than a German concentration camp. Concentration camp? (laughs) Concentration camp. I don't know how they managed to make a comedy series out of a German concentration camp. It's Fuck, it's easy for you to say, isn't it? And I love it because you're the one fucking up the words now. It's only me that gets it wrong. <laughs> oh. Concentration camp. Yeah. But the funny thing is the guy who played the lead actor, just another aside, the guy who played the lead actor, um, Hogan, was a massive pornophile. Like, when he died, um, they found heaps of, like, German industrial... Stuff. Really? Like he, oh, yeah. He was he was massive for it. Um, but anyway, so when I try and drag, <laughs> to r- randomly to throw in there, <laughs> it just is like it, I, if you Bing, um, what was his name? His name was Bob Crane. Bob Crane was the guy. Uh, he a massive porn collector, especially back him. in the day as well. Yeah, because that yeah, was all hard to get hold of. Yeah, well, you're not downloading stuff. You're getting yeah. 8mm film. Wow. So, and when he passed away, there was just... He was known for having orgies and, and sex parties and all this weird, you know, stuff. Well, essentially, anyway. I mean, look, the guy lived in a concentration camp. You had to live it up when you get out of there. <laughs> but the thing is, they could leave any time. I, I am still amazed that they managed to have a, a show. How long did it go for? Let's let's bing it really quickly. I can order uh, three or four seasons. Three or four seasons, you'd think. 1965 to 1971. Wow. Okay. 168 episodes. I loved the show. I thought it was brilliant. Um, anyway, so whenever I... One season of a lovely show with... Um, um, Firefly. John Cleese. <laughs> Sorry? John Cleese. We only got one season. Faulty Towers, 13 episodes. What the fuck, people? Yet Hogan's Heroes, or the complete pornophile. Yes. (laughs) Which sounds dirtier than what it is. You know why? Because in Hogan's Heroes, the catchphrase for the secondary character was, I know nothing, I see nothing. Whereas in Faulty Towers, the the catchphrase was, (laughs) Ke? Oh well. Right. Anyway, so that's that's where I drag my German accent from, or from the character out of League of Gentlemen, Herr Lip. Right. So, once again, Troy, we will ask you this question. <laughs> oh, longest joke on the planet, and the funniest thing is, I've already heard it. <laughs> so I am asking you, what is as what really is the fart? What? And it is your ass trying to whistle. Oh, it's so funny. Actually, 
I just, part of that, in my head, I heard Klaus from Family Guy. No, (laughs) from American Dad. (laughs) The lecherous German fish. (laughs) Oh, it's just getting worse and worse. It is. So on that, I am Joe. Uh, I'm Troy. (laughs) And we are the South Road Boys. (laughs) We certainly are. (laughs) 